0: (laughs) Is it time for recess yet? I'm so glad you found time to join us here on the Child Care Director's Chair, where Erica Saccoccio shares her best practices that she's refined through her passion of directing child care centers over the last 23 years, from parenting interaction, systems to save you time, money, and stress, to profitability. She shares it all from the Child Care Director's Chair. Hello, welcome back. Hope you had an opportunity yesterday to uh, tune in. We talked a little bit about how to resolve um, staff conflict. And um, I wanted to dig a little bit more and just talk a little bit more about it. Um, I don't know about if it's just me, but if you're tired of constant conflicts within the child care team and you really wish for a harmonious and productive work environment, um, this is something that's like an ongoing Um, effort. And you really have to invest your time and your people. And sometimes conflicts um, really just start from either a misunderstanding or a lack of communication. Uh, So with that, I want to talk a little bit more um, about it. And I think we may, for a couple of days, uh, talk a little bit more in depth about some of the strategies you know, the first one is you want to foster an open communication. And you want to encourage your team members to express their thoughts and concerns openly. Now, they may not come to you and tell you. Um, you may hear the rumblings through the classrooms or, you know, uh, the teachers talk amongst themselves and it, it gets to your desk, um, which is often how it happens. Uh, very, very frequently, um, it's Hey, don't say you heard it from me, but uh, that kind of thing. So you want to make sure that you create a safe space where everyone feels heard and respected. And if you're lucky enough to have an HR department or an HR person, um, that's something that I would really um, involve them in as frequently as possible. I hate it when people use HR just like for the end of the conversation when it's time to terminate somebody. HR should really be part of the conversation when things are going well, um, not just when things are not going well. So really, if you can actively involve your HR team, if you're a small center and you don't have an HR team um, and you might be it, then you really have to think about like what are those roles that HR does and are you doing them? And maybe you make yourself a small checklist on some of the things that an HR um, person would do that would benefit your team. Because when you have that human resource department, you really have um, a much better advantage of having things go smoothly, because you're on top of it, and you're paying attention to things before they really get bigger. So, you know, effective communication is key for resolving any conflict. And you have to know those conflicts are around. So being aware of them, uh, be looking for them, look for things that could be potential conflicts before they get uh, into bigger issues. And you have to practice active listening. Like truly listening to your team members' perspective can help you understand their point of view. And a lot of times when we're listening, sometimes things get real personal. You know, like, I feel like you don't support me. And immediately you may go on defense and like, ah, oh, yes, I do. I did X, Y, Z. You have to be empathetic. Use an empathetic approach that promotes understanding and paves the way to find a common ground. And um I really love gathering more information and, and asking questions like, when you say X, Y, Z, like paraphrasing, when you say, You don't feel supported. Can you give me more detail? Can you help me understand? You see how that's different? You know, asking in a way that makes a person feel like you really are waiting for an answer. And and hopefully if you're a great boss, you are really trying to understand because nobody is perfect. And these opportunities, when you have opportunities to talk with your staff in the good and bad times, um, give you so much room for growth. As a professional, and so that active listening um, really is just a skill that uh, takes time, and and you have to and you have to implement it. You know, write notes like this is what I think you're saying to me. Am I correct? And they may say no. What I really mean is X, Y, Z. So active listening will really help you with resolving personal conflicts. And if you know you feel, I mean, let's face it, we're not supposed to have favorites in the classroom, but we do. And we're not supposed to have favorite staff members, but we do. And if you say that you don't, I think you're not telling the truth or you're not being honest with yourself, right? We have certain people that we gel with better. We have certain people that we maybe enjoy working with a little more than others. But at the end of the day, you're the leader of the program. You have to be fair and honest and and um, give everybody the same level of attention and empathy and listening and all, all of those things. So it's important you do that. Uh, with that being said, you know, encourage empathy. Teach your childcare team to put themselves in someone else's shoes. I'll say it again: Have your team put themselves in someone else's shoes by understanding and appreciating different perspectives. Conflicts can be resolved more effectively. And honestly, a little more easily, because when we come into a conflict, we're usually already emotionally charged. We're thinking all about our feelings and everything we want to get out. and We want to say and get our point across and make our point known and, uh, you know, feel that need of validating your feelings. Um, But try it the other way. Try to really understand where are they coming from? And the better that you do that the better leader you become. Now, I'm not saying you have to be a doormat and just allow people to walk all over your feelings and dismiss what you have to say. I'm not saying that. But really trying to tune in to someone else's thoughts or feelings really does help you grow and helps you understand. And it also helps you when you are communicating with that person what they need from you. So again, I'll, I'll give an example of my children, right? You know, they say what's fair is not always equal. What one person needs from you is not going to be the same as what someone else needs from you, right? So maybe one teacher needs to just vent to you and then they're fine, they move on. And another teacher may need you to check in with them every week because they need that's what they need from you. They need that constant reassurance that they're doing okay, they're doing a good job, right? And others are, you know, tell me when you see me and I could care less if you ever visit my room or not, because I'm good, I'm self-motivated, um, you know, I have intrinsic motivation. And others need, you know, a little bit of encouragement from outside. And there's nothing wrong with either of those. But understanding and the more that you are actively listening to your staff, the more that you are putting yourself in their shoes, the more that you're helping them put each other in their in their own shoes so that they can understand from someone else's viewpoint the more effective communication and respect that you're going to have in your center with each other among among team members because you don't want to run around and have to put out every fire and every argument you have to promote that teamwork and emphasize the importance of working together you know encourage collaboration remind your team that they are all part of that bigger picture. And that is honestly providing the best care for children. You have to establish those clear expectations, clearly define the roles, responsibilities, and expectations for each team member because that will not always look the same. And if you are a manager, a director, somebody at the higher level, the expectations for your level of professionalism are going to be higher than the new TA who started five weeks ago. So keep that in mind. The expectations for you as an owner, as a director, as an education coordinator are set at a higher level and they should be. And that is something that you take on in your role and responsibility as a person of authority or leadership within your program. So that clarity helps minimize misunderstandings and potential conflicts. You also don't always have to have the last word. There's plenty of times where. I have had staff members say what they had to say, and that was it. I didn't feel the need to rebuttal. I didn't need the feel, you know, the feel to, I needed to validate my point. The policy is a policy. I've explained the policy. You've read the policy. We understand the policy. You're allowed to have your feelings about the policy. But at the end of the day, that is the policy. So when you have those clear expectations, clearly defined roles and expectations for every team member, it certainly helps cut down any potential conflicts. And think about hope. You know, I I talked yesterday about conflict resolution training. I don't even know that there are any in my state. But, you know, that might be something that we could uh, find and maybe put in the link below. Um, Because I do think it's really great to have it. And not only working with staff, but I think conflict resolution is great to have when you're working with families, when you're working with the public, when you're, you're dealing with social media. Um, all of the, all of those, uh, fun things that we get to do as part of our, our job. Um, but I think have even at home, like, you know, I just think having people skills and conflict resolution skills really do help make your life better. And mediation. When conflict arises, you have to act as a mediator and facilitate open dialogue. Help your team members find a common ground and guide them towards finding Mutual, beneficial solutions. Mediation, again, is not taking sides, not playing mom or dad. It is about having the people at the table figure out what works best for everyone and moves the situation forward. And at the end of the day, when you have two very strong different views, it might be really hard to do that. So that's where you have to encourage compromise. You need to teach your team members the art of compromise. Finding that middle ground often leads to win-win situations where everyone's needs are met. So compromise really does go a long way. And then again, I think going back to uh, what I said yesterday, we're not clones of each other. We're not going to think this is the absolute way that a classroom should run. Every teacher has their own teaching style. It's the end result. Is it, are the children happy? Are they safe? Are they learning? Are they engaged, right? Those are the things that ultimately matter. And again, and then age appropriateness, right? What happens in a three-year-old classroom might look a little different than what happens in a four-year-old classroom or a toddler classroom, right? The expectations are a little different. And so that also needs to be taken into consideration. And let's celebrate our differences. Embrace the diversity within your childcare team. I know I love that my team are not all clones of each other. Encourage team members to celebrate and learn from each other's unique backgrounds, unique experiences, and unique perspectives. Especially when you think about, you know, I said, you know, going into each other's shoes, right? Because it may be a lot easier for a teacher who maybe works one job, works a seven to four shift, doesn't have any um, responsibilities at home, to do, you know, prep time. It may be a little more difficult if you work two jobs or you're at school or you have children or other obligations taking care of sick family members. It's a little bit harder and you may have a little less free time. So you have to take those things into consideration. Does that mean one team member has to work harder than the other? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying how can we help alleviate some of the stress? Because a lot of times when conflicts arise, it's because people are stressed or they feel there's some some kind of injustice. So you're the leader, lead by example. As a leader, you set the tone for conflict resolution. You have to demonstrate patience, understanding, and fairness in your own interactions. Your team will follow suit, creating a positive and conflict free work environment, one full of respect, empathy, love, teamwork, setting the standard. So I hope that, you know, there's a few new nuggets in there that we didn't really touch yesterday um, that help you today. And uh, maybe tomorrow we will talk about mediation. And, you know, maybe you've not had a lot of experience with mediation. So maybe we'll talk about mediation tomorrow and what does that look like. But until then, I hope you have a great day. This is Erica Sacocio with the Child Care Director's Chair. See you soon. Well, all the cute little kiddos have been picked up, and it's time to go home. And that'll do it for another episode of the Child Care Director's Chair. Please leave a review so Erica knows the information is helping you to manage and improve your child care centers. Remember to subscribe to get the latest episode from Erica's Child Care Director's Chair. (laughs)